Alright. Alright. Gravy, who have we got online? I don't know. Why don't you know? Push the button. I'm trying to. I can't <laughs> see. We haven't done this in a while. It's been a, We're a little rusty. It's been a long, hot minute. We're a little rusty. Okay, guys. How is everybody going? Wow, that was loud. Sorry. Tori just whacked the live stream up on her phone and just I didn't. Oh, man, I'm a mess. I'm <laughs> just a mess. <laughs> I've got my book to keep track. To keep track. It's, um, it's been a very long time since we've done one of these. It's been, a lot has happened. I think we did one when we got to Connecticut back in May. It was Memorial Day weekend. It was. It was Memorial Day I weekend. I listened to it the other day. <laughs> How was that? We talked about uh, Philly cheesesteaks. Oh, we haven't had one of those yet. Yeah, we did. When? We had it on Memorial Day. I don't remember. So much has <laughs> happened between May and now, which we just hit the month of October. Birthday month for me. Woohoo! Oh, yeah. I just had my birthday. Happy birthday. Happy. You were there. Yeah, okay. I was there. <laughs> but um, just to give you guys a bit of an update, I've started the vlog again. Oh, yeah. It's probably not as good as it once was because we're short. One crucial member. We are. Dan. Dan the man. We need you. You lanky bugger, you. And we would say come and visit up here in Connecticut, but if you came here, you'd have to quarantine for two weeks before you could even, like, do anything, so there's not really any point. So, um, <laughs> Dan is in Georgia with his sister, and um, he's installing solar panels on Maybe roofs. you could look at the ones in our house. We have cool ones on our house. I, I don't know if he knows how they work. He just puts them on there. <laughs> Dan, leave us a comment if you know how these things work. Oh, yeah. Actually, leave us a comment if you think Dan knows how that stuff works. That's probably a, a safer bet. True. But, um, yeah. So, um, since Memorial Day, we have... Well, actually, let's talk. Let's go in order a little bit. Yeah, we'll work in chronological order. Okay. So, after Memorial Day... Well, actually, yeah. So, after Memorial Day, we did not much. Yeah, we really didn't do much. We, we kind of just... We didn't do much at all. Um, <sighs> but I then got a phone call to go and do uh, the last big top standing. Got to do the teardown. For Alegria. Alegria in Houston. So, And it was uh, right in the middle of hurricane season. No, it wasn't. Well, it was kind of in the middle of hurricane season, you said. And this is when Houston was a huge COVID hotspot. Yeah. So I was really nervous about you going to Houston in the first place. I was supposed to come and tag along. And when I found out it was a hotspot, I was like, have fun. Yeah. Come Com back. Alive. Computer says no. <laughs> it was, no way. It was, but it was pretty wild though. Like, I mean, it, mm -hmm. for, it was interesting to sort of see, you know, it was a hotspot. And I mean, at that point, everybody like this was back in July, June. June to July, like, you were like there. June, June through July for about three weeks. And um, everybody was, you know, trying to take precautions and this and that and, you know. But when I got to the airport, because like, I, I flew out of Bradley here mm -hmm. um, in Connecticut, which was fine. Everybody was socially distant. Everybody was wearing masks and it, it wasn't that busy. But as soon as I landed in Chicago, I got hit with, like, the reality of everybody still – it just seemed like everybody was flying like nothing had happened. And this was, yeah, this was still back in June. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty wild. Um, and I was like kitted up with like, I had my arsenal of like hand sanitizer and N95 masks and all that jazz. So I was just like cruising down and uh, I just wanted to get off the plane. Um, so we flew into Chicago, then into Houston, um, caught an Uber to the hotel. Um, at this point, it's like nine o'clock at night and we started at like 5 a.m. the next morning. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it, was, it was bad for it you guys. Brutal. It was brutal. It was super hot too. Um, I don't know how you guys did it. You guys had to work in ridiculously hot 
heat, humidity with masks on the entire time. So anybody um, in Australia would know about Cairns. It's like in Cairns. It's like working there in the middle of summer. It was hot. Um, so, um, but we had all the all the precautions at work. You know, all the all the PPE. Um, so my biggest issue was that within like 30 seconds of being there, you were sweating like a pig and your mask was just like fully soaked. We had such, we had a really hot summer, even here in New England, it was a pretty hot summer. But I mean, there wasn't one part of that teardown that I probably didn't enjoy. Like it was, it was all really good fun. So it was good to. And it took, normally a teardown takes what? Three days? Two days? Two days. Two days. This one, since they had a much smaller crew due to COVID, it took them three weeks. So they were there for a while. And we nailed it. We and did they it. nailed it. Last big top standing. Yep, last big top standing. <laughs> I think you're wearing your T-shirt. One of their crew members had T-shirts made, and it says last big top standing, which yeah, is pretty, great. It's pretty awesome. So I'm not taking off because it's super cold. As you can tell, we're... It's a chilly evening outside, but it's very nice out. It's like winter for me back home. Oh, stop being a baby. <laughs> He's such a baby. It'll be like just around 60 degrees, and he's like, it's cold. It's cold. It's not cold. It's he he hasn't cold. experienced winter in New England. So everybody, all my New England peeps, Seb needs a lesson in what cold is. I'm about to find out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then after that, we came back and- You came back. I, I was already came here. Back. Yep. Uh, and I quarantined. I did the right thing. I quarantined mm-hmm. for two weeks. Mm-hmm. We'd originally planned a trip to Stowe in Vermont. Yep, but um, we just postponed that. We had postponed to it. Push it back um, because we had kind of booked it before I'd left. And then with everything that happened, and um, Houston ended up the day after I got back, Houston got put on the, the quarantine list for, for Connecticut. Yeah. So like, you just, didn't have to fill out the questionnaire. I didn't have to fill out any of the questionnaire and this and that, but I kind of felt compelled that I should that you definitely should t- do the right thing. Quarantine. Like we all got tested. Um, while we were there, um, we got our results back. Um, I think not one crew member had COVID. Yeah, we, we were all, all all fine. So, um, but I still mm-hmm. decided to quarantine for two weeks, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then we went up to Stowe in Vermont. Which yeah, we did that at the end of July, which was so beautiful. I think you liked Vermont it a was lot. Awesome. I loved it. Um, I want to go. I'd like to do it again in the summer to do some mountain biking, mm. and hopefully we can go back again in the winter to do skiing. Some, some skiing. That would but be amazing. You ski up there quite a lot, eh? I haven't skied at Stowe. I've skied further north than Stowe. I've skied at Jay Peak, uh-huh. which is further up there, and I've skied further south. But I've never skied at Stowe, and I'd love to ski at Stowe. It is an absolute beautiful mountain. We went to the top. We drove up the Mount Mansfield toll road, which is a road that you pay like, what, like 25 bucks just to drive up this road. Oh, it's but crazy. <laughs> How many it, kilometers is it? It's not, it's actually, not even that far. My friend Michelle and her husband Chris just spent their anniversary at the same hotel that we were at per our recommendation, and they absolutely loved it. But they did the hike up Mount Mansfield last weekend, and Michelle said it took them six hours from the bottom to the top. Uh, you wouldn't let me do it. Well, I was like, if we want to do more things throughout the day, we can't spend half the day hiking up the mountain. And I heard it was a tough hike. So we decided to... I mean, you didn't have to... It, it's pretty easy to tell it was tough when you stand at the bottom of it. And you're, you're like, up, you're oh, like, man. Yeah, that's um, But yeah, we did the toll road, which was really cool. A little sketchy at times. I got a little nervous. Not, not going to lie. Oh, my God. I got so nervous. I was asked Seb. I was freaking out going down. You have having a I, meltdown going up. Going down was worse because <laughs> it was pretty windy and it's sort of like one way for a lot of it. And every like on all the bends, there's like some soft parts. And because it had been raining, it was a bit soft and boggy and all that sort of stuff. So you were having a, a mini meltdown, but we ended up walking across 
um, the top of the Mount Mansfield, which at the very very top, it's, it's kind of looks like a face. It does look like a face. Well, if you, it looks like a face lying down, like the line, and it's got the forehead, right? The nose, the chin, the Adam's apple, and everything. But I don't exactly know how far we made it across. I'm pretty sure we went from what would have been considered the forehead to like the lips. Maybe. I have no idea. We'll have to look at a map. It was also very foggy, so we had no sense of where we actually were when we were up there. I wish we could show a picture right now, but it was so... It wasn't foggy. We were in the clouds. It was a cloudy day, and that's how big this mountain is, and we just couldn't see anything. And then, of course, we get to the bottom... And we look up and it's completely clear and we're like, damn it. Yeah. I was so mad. I, I, took, <laughs> I was so mad. I took some pretty nice photos, but um, it was very foggy up there. And then, yeah, it was very foggy. And then you were like, let's let's just leave. We're, we're done. And I was like, just wait, just wait. And then you were like, no, no, we're leaving. Oh, come on. Don't make up stories. No, that's, that's how, that's how it went down. <laughs> and um, then we got to the, oh, we mm-hmm. got most of the way down. We could start to see it was clearing up. And mm-hmm. then when we got back to the hotel room, because we had a view of, of Mount Mansfield, um, you were like, Bloody hell. I was really mad. <laughs> but it was okay. But we stayed at um, the Stohoff. Stohoff. Dudes, if you get a chance, go and stay at the Stohoff. That place is awesome. It's really cool. It's like a Swiss chalet style hotel in Stowe, Vermont, but it's kind of nestled back within the woods. It's really cool. And I can I can picture absolutely loving it in the winter. They have these cozy corners and these fireplaces, but obviously nothing was really going because it was summer. And because of covid regulations we couldn't really hang out and mingle in the common areas which was fine i mean i didn't really want to do that anyways because it was beautiful outside but it was 10 out of 10 highly highly recommend super boutique funky hotel very unique i loved it i absolutely loved it um and then so we did that we were there for what two days three nights oh who is calling me right now unknown name not important (laughs) um if it was someone important i would say hey i'm live but um then we came back. We were there for like, we were up in, up traveling up there for three nights because we stayed in Massachusetts one night. And then we rode that roller coaster at Okemo. Oh, Forgot about how that. How cool was that? We did a mountain coaster where it was really cool. You could control this car thing. But I obviously let Seb go first because they were like, who's going to go faster? And, and I, I was like, literally just jammed him. that thing forward and just went. It was really fun. It was probably some of the most exciting things that we've done all summer <laughs> yeah. but then we came back from okay. Stowe and um what do we do we had a couple of weeks of doing nothing kind of just chilling hanging out I don't even remember what we did August is like a blur I have no idea we went we tubing a few times on the Farmington oh, yeah. River we went into tubing and we went kayaking a few times we went kayaking a lot actually um and then that brings us to the end of August and September started and nope we went somewhere in August. Oh, where did we go? We went to the treehouse. Oh, the treehouse. So Tori's got some family friends. It's a former colleague of my mom and now friend of my mom, Jamie, and her husband Val have this amazing treehouse that he built himself in the middle of the woods in Ashford, Eastford, Ashford, Connecticut, on a pond called Hall's Pond. This is like the ultimate if you want a rustic experience, no electricity, roughing it, this is it. But it's cool because you're in a treehouse and they had like beds inside. The treehouse itself was awesome. Um, it was really well set up. I think you struggled the most with the fact that it was in the forest. You're scared of bears <laughs> and you had the long drop to deal with. 
It's a long drop. Yep. So for anybody who doesn't know what a long drop is, it's literally. Oh, a, the toilet. It's an outdoor dunny that it's just a hole in the ground. It's a self-composting toilet. So it looks like an outhouse, but you're just literally going to the bathroom in a hole, which we managed. I'm used to it. I was fine. Now, that didn't bother me. The thing that bothered me, people who know me know one of my biggest fears is being in the woods in the middle of the night. Which is odd because that's all that's around you. I know, but I don't go in the woods in the middle of the night. It's weird because when we were in the desert and stuff, I loved it. I was like outside. I was like, this is so cool. But see, in the woods, you hear like the trees cracking and it sounds like somebody's coming towards you. It's like the Blair Witch Project. Have you seen the Blair Witch Project? No, I haven't. That's probably why you don't understand my fear. So but just before we move on too, what are you watching at the moment? What's that TV series you're I am watching? watching The Handmaid's Tale right now. Oh my God. Has <laughs> anybody seen that on Hulu? It is This show is blowing my mind. First of all, it's not what I expected at all because I didn't read the book and I never saw really like a lot of trailers for it. But then recently I saw something on Instagram. It was like a meme about it. And I was like, I'm going to look into that show. And I started watching it. Number one, it's terrifying. Number two, it's addictive. Like even though it's so messed up, some of the stuff that is on this show is horrifying. I can't believe that they actually filmed it kind of stuff, but it's horrifying but it's amazing and the acting in it is unbelievable and I'm already on the end of season two when I started last week. So, but this is what happens when I find a good show. I totally binge watch it. I, I binge watched Euphoria. I binge watched Game of Thrones when I first started watching it. I binge watch all, all different things. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't rate the TV show. I mean, it is addictive. It is. You also haven't watched it from the very, very beginning. No, but there's so many things in there that just like weird me out. It gives me the skeevies. Well, yeah, because it could happen. It's <laughs> totally could happen if the world was that crazy. But yeah. Well, I mean, the way things are going, <laughs> we're not far off. <laughs> we're not far off. That's what's scary about it. Anyway. So yeah, we went to the treehouse and then um, we ended up going on, you guys do a family holiday every year yes, to we do. Martha's Vineyard. Which, which we're both representing right now. The Black Dog. Black Dog. I got a new vineyard hoodie this year. Oh, and then I've got my Captain's Club. Captain's Club. We're Cap. totally vineyarded out right now. Mate, that place was awesome. Like you go every year. We I've been every year since... I don't know. I think we skipped like a year or two when I was really little babies, but I've been at least 28 times. This place is incredible. Um, it's kind of, I'm trying to, so for people back home in Australia, it's like, it'd be like going to Magnetic Island, but it's more populated, has a bigger, um, it's kind of, it's got a lot of, um, Oh, what do you what do you call those places like docks for for with fishing piers? Yeah, fishing there's a lot piers? of piers, uh, a lot of boats that do a lot of commercial tuna fishing and that sort of stuff. But it, it's kind of got that magnetic island vibe, but colder. Well, that's because we went in September. If we go in the middle of the summer, it's wicked hot. And which we don't like to go in the middle of the summer because it's just crazy. There's way too many people. We went on Labor Day this year, the Labor Day weekend. Normally, we wait until the week after Labor Day because all the crazies. There were so many people in town Labor Day weekend. We were, we stayed at our house for the first, what, three days and just hung out there and hung out by the pond that the house is the nearby because it was just too crazy. But we did a lot of fishing. This man woke me up at five something in the morning and was like, <laughs> let's go fishing. And I love it. You'd like confirm with me. You'd be like, do you really want to go? And 
I'd well, be like, okay, and then you're like, all right, let's go, let's go. Yeah, well, let's go. Let's go now. It, it's like Christmas and morning when we go fishing with I, this guy. I've, I've, I've done – so my I started fishing at the treehouse. Yep. And we're fishing for largemouth bass. And you caught a couple. I caught a few. And then um, and then we got to Martha's Vineyard. So we're doing like fresh water and now we're going to salt water. And, um, man, some of those – I caught a, a black sea bass. I caught this giant black sea bass, which was – The first time we went, yeah. Yeah, um, which like all the other guys on the pier were like, bro, that's legal, keep it. And I measured it and it was short by like an inch and a half. Um, but you could have still kept it. Everybody was like, don't just, it's a keeper. And I was like, oh, I can't do the wrong thing. So I threw it back. And then all I got after that were tiny little buggers. <laughs> like that's all I could catch for black sea bass. <laughs> I caught a few scum. I caught a bunch of little oh, ones. They were going nuts. That was almost like you just dropped the squid over the, over the edge of the pier and whoosh, you're on, on like Donkey Kong. But, um, we ended up finding another spot right next to the Jaws Bridge. So for you guys who don't know, Martha's Vineyard is where Jaws was filmed. Yes. Um, it's very famous for that. So I was at, you know, the famous Jaws Bridge. I went fishing off it. The scene where the shark is going under the bridge and the girl's like, there's a shark, shark, somebody do something. That part. And and, <laughs> and when they talk, they're talking about, so the, 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 uh, police officer, his son, he told him to go and uh, go sailing in the pond, which is a how do you pronounce it? Central Kentucky Pond. Central Kentucky Pond, which is what we were staying on, mm -hmm. just on the other side of it. Yep. Um, so that was awesome um, to sort of like hang around in that area. And as you're walking around, you like, because we watched the movie, as you walk I made around, him watch the movie while we were on the island. And as you're walking around, you can go, oh, that's where that part was shot, or that's where that scene was yep. shot. It was awesome. It's kind of cool. But um, yeah, so I didn't catch any sharks off the Jaws Bridge. <laughs> Uh, but I did catch heaps of scup, which... Um, we ended up cooking. We had a you few... You had fun filleting them. Oh, yeah. Well, I filleted the first <laughs> the first two with essentially like uh, a steak knife, uh, which was a bit rough. And then mm -hmm. we found a, f uh, a filleting knife, but it was a bit blunt. And then I remember I came home and I was so excited that I wanted to fillet this fish that you brought me out another knife that wasn't the filleting knife. And instead of going in and grabbing the filleting knife, I pulled out my diving knife and just filled it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? But it was perfect. I didn't watch this process because it was kind of grossing me out. Oh, it was great. Fish tasted awesome. We um, we actually got some more. The, the second... The second round of fish that I caught, we ended up freezing. We brought them back and we had them the other day. Just a bit of garlic butter. Absolutely amazing. No, the other day here, you cooked up the ones that you originally caught and we froze. And then my dad at the local the local supermarket, they had the scups on sale. So my dad bought Seb a full scup and a filleting, fillet, wow, I'm talking like you now, filleting knife. And he actually got to fillet a fish here, but it wasn't fresh. But it was really fun. We had a lot of fun on the vineyard. Our buddy Brandon joined us. We had a good time. People watching. We ate lots of ice cream, drank oh, lots of coffee. So much ice cream. So much ice cream. We were just so going much. to every the single... ice cream shops there are like next level. They were really I'll good. I'll tell you the things that... So the, the, the top things that I rated about Martha's Vineyard. The ice cream, the fish and chips, and um, 
I'd have to say um, Captain's Club. That store is pretty awesome. Backdoor Donuts? Uh, and Backdoor Donuts. Backdoor of, Donuts. Got to give you a shout out. The, oh, so my God. It is like mm. – so Backdoor Donuts is literally what it is. It's a place where you go at night and they, they're cooking the donuts for the next day, but you can buy them fresh there that night. So they're warm when you get them. They're made to order, but they only serve it through this back door of the bakery. And – they're only open from like 7 p.m. to like 11 p.m. right now. But we went at least, I don't know, three, four times oh, yeah. it was, at uh, least. And there's and a line. They have like a queue line because their line gets so long. Oh, it's so good. But you tell you what was interesting about Martha's Vineyard too. Like you're talking about lines. Um, it didn't matter where you went. You wore a mask inside, outside, yep. you know, whether you're 20 feet away from someone or, or you know, 20 centimeters. It was like you wore a mask the entire time. And it was like heavily policed. By, by everybody. It was almost like if you didn't wear one, you knew you were doing shame, it wrong. Shame, shame. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's what it which felt was, like. Which, which was, was strange because we ran into a Karen. Oh my God. I like, that was the first time I actually saw a Karen giving somebody a hard time. And I felt bad for the family and I just, I'm not one to intervene and I didn't intervene, but... She was, this guy was... So, so it was, it was... Um, you saw more than I did, I but did. I heard her screaming. So it was a, it was a, uh, a family, so it was a grandfather, a father, and the, the mother, and then and the kids. Children. So dad's, uh, grandfather's already in the car. He's wearing his mask. Mum is on the sidewalk looking after, looking after bub. She's wearing a mask. He's taking his mask off as he's bent over. Loading the, his truck. Loading the truck, right? His own vehicle. His own vehicle. And this lady walks past and rips him a I new I just one. hear her screaming like... Don't come back here. Like, not wear a mask. Stop being so selfish. Then don't come to Edgartown. And I was just like, what the heck? But they do like... I felt bad because clearly you're in your car. Your car should be kind of like a safe zone. Yeah. But yeah, there were mask mandates everywhere. And I loved how just people were... Like, I don't think I saw anybody not wearing one. Maybe a once in a blue moon, but it was very, they had signs everywhere. They had signs on doors that said like, no mask, no service. And the island has not had a lot of cases. No, they were, so. they were COVID free before we mm. got there and then while we were there as well. And um, who was, um, what was the name of that guy? So we went, we actually went and saw a show as well. Oh yeah. We saw, a, this is like the first quote unquote concert that we have seen, um, since COVID started and it was Johnny Hoy and the Bluefish and it was a small little um, performance that they did at the Martha's Vineyard Museum in the little courtyard. My mom bought tickets and it was so much fun just to see some live entertainment. Everybody was masked except the band. The band, because obviously you can't really sing well but with we, the mask I think on. The, but the, the, like, because it was, it was outside on, on a grass field and it was like, find your own spot. But everybody like probably kept about 15 feet away from, yeah. uh, from the band. And then everybody else was like, <laughs> I'm just thinking about the woman dancing. Oh man. Oh my gosh. Johnny Hoy has a following of like crazy old hippie ladies. Crazy and hippie ladies who are like losing themselves. He plays very like, ja was it jazz? Not jazzy. Um, blues. Blues. Bluesy music. And he, they're just like losing themselves. They look like they're on drugs, but it was entertaining to watch. And then this little old grandma lady with her face shield gets up, kicks off her shoes and starts getting down. And I was like, this is the cutest thing I have ever seen. Talking of like fashion, the vineyard has like a huge <laughs> emphasis on like, they're like fishing boots. 
Like, oh, well, it's a fishing community. Yeah, but I'm talking island. like, yeah, for me, like, I'd look at that and go, cool, you wear those on the boat. They're, they're like work boots. But, like, here's people who have, like, pristine condition fishing gumboots that they wear as All part, the time. Yeah, as yeah, part of their That's just what dress. they do. <laughs> that's like, just what they do. That was awesome. I was like, what is going on? But oh, yeah. anyway. But, yeah, we had a really great time on the vineyard. We went out to a beautiful restaurant, which is the restaurant we go to every year, the Outermost, when we went there. Yeah, that dinner. was pretty awesome. That it was, was great. delicious. We had some good times. Um, and then we came home. Yeah. Well, before we Wait, came home, before we came home, what? I want to talk about some of the hobbies that I've picked up since leaving the uh, the, the RV trip. Okay. Which one was fishing? We fishing. spoke a lot about that, and the other one was golf. Oh yeah, golf. And um, so I'll talk about Martha's Vineyard first, and I'll tell you what we did here at home because it was pretty <laughs> hilarious. But we went and played um, on uh, the Chappaquiddick uh, Chappaquiddick golf course called. It was like the Royal Chappaquiddick Links. Yeah, something like that. I so it, I didn't go. Very very. This was very Guy time. Yeah, very short course, um, and I was hitting like no tomorrow. It was like it was like a perfect day almost for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I haven't hit balls that straight in such a long time. <laughs> and um, yeah, I wasn't there to witness this, so I don't believe that it actually happened. Oh, it happened. Don't you worry. But um, it was just it was like a very interesting like golf course because it's like in the middle of an island. You can see all the all the water about and this and that, but it is probably what I would consider a backyard course. The greens are, oh, yeah. the greens are kind of nice, but like the fairways, it's just kind of like, you know, you're paddock bashing basically. Super rustic. Like their dress code is not. Well, let's put it this way. There's some <laughs> people who came after us and one of them was just wearing pluggers. Pluggers. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I was like, it, it, I rated it. It was good. The, the, um, the clubhouse there is literally like, it's like a, a shack. It's like a garden shed almost made of timber. That's cool. And, uh, and then they have the pro shop where you literally just go and buy expensive as sin clothes. <laughs> and at which point I was like, mm, nope, nope, not happening. See you later. Time for me to leave. But oh, we also, because I didn't know about this. So my, I was talking to my old man while I was over there and he knew that like Martha's Vineyard is like a place where the presidents go on holiday all the time. Yes. And then we went and we did, we went to the beach and we drove across that bridge that. The Dyke Bridge. The Dyke Bridge where, who was it? Ted Kennedy. Ted Kennedy. So many, many years ago, got drunk one night, drove off the bridge with, I don't know, she was a journalist, I believe, in the, in the car with her, Mary Jo Kopechny. And when he drove off the bridge, he got out of the car. She didn't. It's a very, they made a movie about it. It's on Netflix right now. It's called Chappaquiddick. Not the best movie, by the way, from a movie guru. <laughs> I know the story. It's an okay movie. I'm telling but you. It's, you, it's crazy you, because the Kennedys did go there a lot. And this was a huge scandal because they say that he should have helped her, but she ended up dying and drowning. He literally, I don't know. Flipped it, the car. I, it's one of those things where like when you see the bridge, you're like, how, A, how is he speeding leading up to it? Like B, because he was drunk. Yeah, that's the only thing. Like it, it was. I mean, mm-hmm. what, from what I saw, the only thing it could have been is manslaughter. Like you, without a yeah. doubt. Like, but he walked away, I believe, without any charges. Which is because crazy. he's a Kennedy. Which was crazy. But the movie basically talks about the aftermath. Oh, we've got some watchers. Well, Bree was on. Hi, Bree. Gail was on. Hi, Gail. How you doing? But um, but yeah. Also on Martha's Vineyard, I did some research because the Obamas bought a house there recently. And I looked it up, and it is beautiful, beautiful, and it was kind of near where we were. There's, a, we, there's we, a house there with alpacas on it. No, the oh, llamas. Llamas. The, the llamas. The llama house. He owns some massive chain of car dealerships in Massachusetts, and he's got llamas just walking around his yard. 
doing very, whatever. Very, very interesting. Yeah. But yeah, we had a good time there. And then um, we've just had uh, – so, yeah, we came back and, and then we've been chilling and that's when I've decided that um, – well, I've actually been applying for jobs. I've actually been applying yes, for a lot of jobs. Yes, he's been trying to apply for jobs. And um, because he doesn't want to leave me, everybody, he wants to stay here. I haven't had much luck though, <laughs> um, which has been interesting. Like I, I had a spot um, where I went in for a job interview, went really well, uh, and then we were going through the procedures of you know what's to what needs to happen to obtain a visa and all that sort of stuff, and the uh, the cost that was quoted. <laughs> Um, was phenomenal, like, and that was before visa application fees. It was like ninety five hundred dollars that they said it was going to cost like, to just for the legal fees, I and like, I was what? like, mm, that seems a little bit extreme to me. But it was hectic, absolutely hectic. But I have learned a lot about what's required to apply for visas mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. Um, but um, I think I've, I've I've applied for about. I think I've put in 26 job applications in total. And uh, you've heard back... From one. From Well, you've at, at, gone on an interview for one. Yeah. But you've uh, heard back from others that just didn't Straight up, up, just say no. There's one in particular where it looks like it's an automated response. And what it does is it's it's been scanning for keywords in my application. And if they're not there, then they just straight up put you to the side so that's the thing if always talking to a person is the best thing to do yeah so but, that's what i'm trying to do at the moment so well, how to do that he's been doing that i've just been helping out a family in the mornings um with their children and their distance learning which has been really fun because i have my master's in teaching and it's a lot of the same curriculum that i did when i was teaching so it's fun getting back into that and helping these guys these boys are so great um so that's i like i love doing that because it gives me something to do every morning too and get out of the house because i was Getting a little bit of feeling like a couch potato for a while. And that's why I've started the vlog again because yeah. uh, I need to get out and do something. Mm-hmm. And uh, that really sort of pushes me to go and find stuff to, to a-, a take photos of and B video and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So uh, I, I want to do it regularly, not as regularly as I was in the RV because that was time consuming when you're doing it was time consuming and there was also a lot to film out there like yeah we're in connecticut there's a lot of cool stuff here but as you've seen it's it's a lot of trees it's a lot of trees <laughs> it's a, definitely a lot it's of trees. a lot of trees although right now the trees are at like peak foliage so it's absolutely beautiful which has been great but um and then i've actually i spoke to spoke to dan today and he uh, we're going to do like an update of what's happening with the RV, um, which will we'll, we'll recap everything with what's going on with uh, the RV specifically. We're sorry, Dan. Because it's been... <laughs> <laughs> it got... I feel like it's too new. What? Okay, Just I won't say anything. Say I won't anything. spoil we'll, anything. We'll save it because it, it's definitely, mm-hmm. you know, it, it follows the theme. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. But... Um, so I want to talk about something real, real quick too um, about um, that happened on September 30, which is um, the Red Alert We Make Events um, campaign. So as many of you know, um, I come from an entertainment background. Tori had um, just really sort of broken into it full time mm-hmm. and uh, COVID just took it all away from us within, you know, Two days. Um, so, and what the campaign is about is uh, uh, it's about raising awareness for government bodies to recognize that, um, you know, 
we don't do this as a hobby. There's a lot of us that do it as a full-time career. Um, it's how we pay our taxes. It's how we pay our mortgages. It's how we buy our food. It's all that sort of stuff. Um, and there's millions of us around the world that had all our work stopped completely. Um, and with a large majority of us with no government funding, I know for us or for me back home, um, I, I got I got stung a little bit um, because I made the choice not to go home based on the fact that I was uh, furloughed um, and we were hoping that we will come back in three months. Um, so I was technically still employed. Um, and if I did go home, then I wouldn't have had the opportunity to uh, attain obtain work um the allegory tear the allegory down. tear down and all that sort of stuff as well. Um, so um, it's it's been interesting because I've I've heard stories about uh, the media back home saying you know you as Australians you should have come home right from the get go, you know no questions asked. And for me, my response is, would you quit? Uh, would you quit your your career that you've worked so hard to obtain? Uh, to come home and do absolutely nothing. Like it, it's hard when, you know, at that point in time when I made that decision, we were starting again soon. Um, so the point for me to go home, it just didn't, it didn't seem. It didn't make sense at the time. It didn't make sense at the time. And, you know, we're hearing about COVID, you know, uh, ending up in Australia. And I was like, why am I putting myself in a tin, tin can? you know, exposing myself when I can just hide out where I currently am and just, you know, stay safe. Um, so it, it was, it's been interesting, but, um, um, so I've been caught out in that regard and look, you know, that's probably my fault. So I'm not, I can't blame anybody for that one, but, um, as freelancers in the event industry, there's a lot of people that I know who have uh, not been eligible for any government funding. So people who do it full time to pay, you know, wages, school fees, all that sort of stuff have basically not been able to do that. Um, so September 30 was about shedding light on that to sort of show how many people are involved and how it affects um, a, a very like crucial part to the economy. Like we, we The entertainment industry inject millions uh, every year, mm-hmm. uh, billions actually it's worldwide. It's been so devastating. Um, so, you know, to, to have that ripped out from an economy, A, is hard, um, but B, you know, there's a lot of people who haven't been able to get any financial assistance to, to continue on. So um, I just wanted to make everybody aware of that. And if you do get the chance, you know, if you see anybody who's like sporting the, the We Make Events um, logo or anywhere, just share it around, you know, help us out. We just, uh, after a little bit of recognition and, and hopefully some help um, because, you know, there's a lot of people who are very skilled and talented who have spent a lot of years learning and and perfecting skills which uh, are going to have to you know they're walking away and they more than likely won't return which means the quality of shows potentially in the short term aren't going to be as good when they return yeah so you know as much as we'd like shows to come back tomorrow we understand they can't um but you know trying to keep people there for when they do start is quite crucial but that's where it's at with that so but we have plans for next weekend what are we doing next weekend where are we going? Oh yeah. Well, hold on. I'm not. I'm not there yet. <gasps> Come on, Tori made me do a list, right? Just to like keep track of everything as we're going through. All right, then you're and in yeah, control here. Yeah, and you're. I'll just you're sit back, relax, out. and enjoy the show. <laughs> so, um, as part of like the vlogs and stuff, we're we're looking for. Um, I'm looking for places to, to go and see that are COVID safe. So outdoors sort of stuff and, um, you know, COVID sem- safe being you know, the key. semi-remote, um, but it, it has to be COVID safe. Um, so we actually have a trip planned to New York City 
before everybody jumps the gun and goes, that doesn't sound very safe. Everything we're planning on doing is uh, is A, outdoors, uh, and B, has been pre-booked in advance, so numbers are limited to um, help with um, the COVID safe practices. Yes. We're not uh, willingly jumping all over the place. And, and know, we've done, a, I've done a lot of research about whether it's safe to go there. Cause as everybody knows, New York was like one of the biggest hotspots when this all started, but because the governor took such strong actions to keep everybody safe, they were able to really flatten their curve pretty fast. They've um, done well. So New York, like even this whole region, this whole part of the United States is doing exceptionally well with their numbers. So except for Rhode Island, Rhode Island's up and down. That's cause people want to go to the beach and come on, it's October. <laughs> people get over it. But, um, Oh, I almost dropped my phone. Um, no, but yeah, we've been looking at things. We were able to book a hotel and we have to do like a COVID questionnaire, I believe, before COVID we questionnaire, go. They take a temperature, they do yep. all that jazz. and um, Which I'm totally fine with. If anything like that, I'll do anything I can. I've had a COVID test. It, uh, I mean, it's not that bad. If you, do, I think the trick is to like hold, hold your, your breath. breath. Uh, I haven't gotten one, but I've heard hold your breath. Yeah, when you hold your breath and they jam that thing up your nose, you're, you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, we're, I'm really excited because this is going to be Seb's first time in New York City. And I and am super pumped about it because there's so many things that, are, you know, I've seen in movies. And, and oh, yeah. Um, this is technically my third time to the States and I haven't made it. This is the first time I've made it to the, to East, the Coast. East Coast at all. Um, so after New York, which we're doing for three nights from the 9th, 10th, 11th of October. 9, we're, 10, 11, we're coming back the 12th. We're coming back the 12th, but we're looking for places to... So if you look at... Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start uh, uploading all the videos from the RV trip on, the, on my new YouTube channel, which is uh, Sebo Westy. If you like and subscribe my videos, I'd love it. Um, <laughs> but um, so I'm going to do that. So if you watch some of those, you can kind of see the... The sort of stuff we're chasing down, we're looking for like naturally cool things to check out. Um, so if anybody has anything they want to list, like national parks that are worthwhile going to. Um, in this area. In this area. Because we're not getting on any planes. Yeah. So we're going to be driving around everywhere. So we're looking. Upstate New York. New Hampshire, Vermont. Maine's up there. Maine. Uh, all those places. So we, we're looking to put together a bit of a list so mm -hmm. I can get out and about. Because at this stage, unfortunately, due to the fact that I haven't been able to get a job, it looks like I will be returning home in December at some point. I haven't booked my tickets yet. I need to do it because um, prices are jumping all over the place. One day they're cheap. The next day they're like, and when I say cheap, like $700. And then the next day they're $6,000. Uh, so it's crazy. It's like all, that's why I'm gonna download one of those flight watcher apps. They're amazing because they notify you when the prices drop. They notify that I used it when I booked my flight to Switzerland. It was amazing. Well, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, they work with, for anybody trying to book a flight. Use Hopper. Hopper is the, my favorite one that I've used. But why are you plugging all this stuff? No one's paying us. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that's I'm, it. We're, we're we're you're up to date. Yeah, it feels. I was like, oh wow, so much has happened since we left the RV, and I'm like, wow, not that much has happened. All right, your hands are cold. <laughs> I'm cold. It's time to go. We'll see you later. See you later, guys. Bye.